Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> story. Remember how the media dismissed it? Hunter Biden, this laptop uh, that intelligence officials have warned is likely Russian disinformation. I get pretty fired up about how this works because, look, I mean, if the New York Post tells you your mom loves you, you should check it out. We are not talking about fully reliable sources here. It feels like a repeat from last cycle. It's the, you know, but her emails again, and it's kind of ridiculous. Featuring all the usual suspects. Hunter Biden, mysterious emails, Ukrainian businessmen, dot, 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 dot. But now, more than a year later, it turns out the laptop and at least some of its contents are, in fact, real. The New York Times confirming their authenticity in a report that focused on the investigation into Hunter's taxes and international business dealings. The key line coming deep into the story, of course. The Times writing, quote, emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appears to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. Plot twist! The White House is now ducking <laughs> questions about its past denials. The New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware. Um, the president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment? I appointed the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. Again, uh, I appointed the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. All right. Welcome back. It's Monday. Uh, let me start with, man, I had a great weekend this weekend. Saturday, I went to the American Freedom Tour in the uh, FLA Live Arena. I left my house around 6.45 in the morning, got there about 8.10, and uh, the line was atrociously long, but I guess because of the tickets that I purchased for me and my wife, when uh, they came up, they were going down the row uh, with wristbands. When they came up to us and I gave them my ticket, we were allowed to jump the line, which was definitely helpful. Otherwise, I would have been sitting outside sweating because it was a little bit warm. And we got in. All of the speakers did a fantastic job. Really some good information. Um, really a lot of truth in what we are facing today in the United States, what needs to be done to secure our future. And it's really kind of a rallying call for all conservatives to step up, stay in the fight. Uh, even though we feel like we're getting knocked down right now, you just got to dig your feet in, dig deep, and just keep on pushing just to make sure that we salvage the country because it is definitely worth saving. President Trump was really on fire. Uh, unbeknownst to me, he did not invite any of the fake news media outlets there. I only noticed one camera right in the center of the room, their stadium, and I thought that was a little bit weird, and I was kind of wondering where the rest of the cameras were until they mentioned that they weren't there. Probably should have picked that up when everybody was letting a few curse words slide here and there in their speech, uh, because if it was live, I'm sure they would uh, not want that on television. 
But again, all the speakers did a great job. President Trump was definitely on fire. He was telling some great stories, stories that I have not heard before. He's just as passionate now, if not more, than he was uh, prior to 2020, prior to 2016. So I think the future looks bright for the country. We have a good set of people that are trying to get into Congress. Huckabee Sanders was there. She had some very nice stories to tell about her and her family. She seems very family-oriented. Best of luck to her in Arkansas. Bongina was there, being Bongina, which was good. Candace Owens was there, being herself. And Trump, although he can't tell you right now, Trump is definitely hinting at a run for 2024. You know, I don't... In my opinion, um, I don't see somebody like that being able to accept what happened to him in 2020 and not coming back to reclaim the title. You know, that's he doesn't seem like that type of man. I don't think he can accept what happened to him, so he's out to prove a point. He's a man on fire. So 2024 is looking like we're going to have a pretty good year. We just got to get through November. And they had a lot of emphasis on getting out there, rallying everybody, making sure everybody's voting, getting people registered, doing everything that we can do on our end to make sure that we take back the House and we take back the Senate in November because of how important it is. It'll stop all this nonsense in its tracks, and then we can just cruise to 2024 and really focus on who's going to be 47. All right. Audio from the beginning. Yes, Hunter's laptop has come back out. Uh, You know, the New York Post, if you remember, they were posting um, on Twitter and Twitter suspended their account for posting anything about Hunter Biden. Google had um, some blockage going there when you tried to search it. You couldn't find the search results. Everybody was trying to suppress that to help Joe Biden win the election, fearing that if your common day uh, middle of the road Democrats or independents or anybody that was a little bit leery of Trump and they were leaning towards Joe Biden had the laptop come out it probably would have swayed their opinion and swayed their vote and we would have had a different outcome you know as far as swaying the elections I don't think it would have been too hard if we had all of the contents available to everybody in the United States Of course, there's going to be pornographic evidence there of Hunter sleeping with every hooker that he can find. Of course, we're going to find pictures of him uh, doing God knows how many different types of drugs and passed out with pipes in his mouth and everything, all the images that you've already seen. Yes, that's all going to be in there. Um, I think what would be most damaging, and I think what's most interesting on that laptop is going to be the connection between, not Hunter, but the connection between Joe Biden and Ukraine, showing that Joe Biden was on the take, that he was getting paid from Ukraine as well as Hunter. I mean, we've said this before, say it again. You got a guy who has no experience in energy, doesn't speak the language, um, really knows nothing about what he's doing. He gets placed on the board of directors. You remember the email that came out that says, you know, we got to give 10% to the big guy. Well, who do you think the big guy is? I mean, it can only be one person. Okay. If it ain't, if it ain't Biden, then the big guy must've been Obama at the time, but somebody's getting paid. And I'm sure it had to be Biden because it looked like Hunter, all his shady dealings. 
he's the pawn. Joe Biden was the mastermind behind it, which is tough to say, especially at these times. But back then when he wasn't struggling cognitively like he is now, he was supposedly the mastermind. And he had to get paid for what he was doing. He was using his position of power to throw his weight around and get Hunter in, in all these different involved in all these different uh, countries in different ways so that they can enrich themselves. So I think more damaging than any of the stupid stuff that we don't care about. I don't really care to see Hunter Biden in any more pictures. I don't care how much drugs the man does. I'm surprised he's still breathing at this point. I don't care about that. What I care about is emails. It's possibly other damning evidence that will prove what Joe Biden is truly all about. That Joe Biden's been selling out America for years and that the reason they didn't want this out is that if anybody found that out, they certainly wouldn't have voted for him. But we need to find that out now. It's hard to say if it'll ever happen. Yeah, you know how it goes. It's a two-tier justice system. Look at Jesse Smollett. Five, 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 six days in jail, he's out. Hillary Clinton, all of this stuff coming out about her. There was even more. Durham had more that came out about her and and what? I don't see any arrests. I don't see any I don't see anything happening to Hillary Clinton. These people always seem to get away with it where anybody like us would pay for it. Um, but that's where the laptop is at. Interestingly, the New York Times and everybody else you heard, they all lied and said it didn't come out. And the New York Times is one of the first ones to put an article out admitting that they suppressed that story, admitting that the laptop is real. That's another little nugget that we have to, un- I mean, we really have to look into why are they starting to dime out Hunter? Why are they admitting these things now? Honestly, it's either one of two things. One, when it comes to midterms, they're hoping to retain control of the House and Senate, and they will probably at that time invoke the 25th Amendment because Joe Biden is doing so poorly as a president. They have every right to say he's struggling cognitively. The reason the United States is a mess is because of him. We're going to blame Joe. We're going to blame everything, and then we're going to put heels in the air Harris in his place for another year and a half or two years, and then they'll figure it out after that. Or option B... They know they're going to lose the House and Senate, uh, and they need a scapegoat. So the easy one is let all this stuff begin to unfold about uh, around Joe Biden so that way in 2024, because Sleepy Creepy keeps telling everybody he's going to run, that will opt him out from running, and then they could try to find a candidate that they believe can appeal to the far left, the middle left and some of the uh, independents in the country to hopefully retain the White House so they can continue this progressive push forward in the United States. So really, it's going to be one or the other. I don't see it going any other way but those two ways. Uh, Time will tell. If you see more and more coming out and it looks like Joe Biden, they're starting to bury him and his son, then you know what time it is. They're ready to change hands. We have to wait and see. November is a lot more important than I think people realize. I don't want to say it's the most important election of your life because uh, I think the most important one of our lives just passed. But maybe what happened was necessary. Maybe the United States needed to see what this extreme left wants to do and where they want to go with this country to wake enough people up so that way... When it comes election time again, no matter how much cheating or misinformation they could try to dish out, 
it's hammer time. They're, they're going to lose control of everything. So maybe it's needed. It sucks that we got to go along for the ride because right now, I mean, look at it. Gas prices, inflation, uh, foreign policy, countries at war. I mean, it's a hot mess. And we have to sit back and watch it with limited, and it's limited what we can do to help the situation other than sit back and watch. So it's tough to see. <laughs> I, I ended up seeing a news report, and I know this is going to be stupid, but I ended up seeing a news report that says a uh, majority of Americans say that the skyrocketing gas prices in Joe Biden's America have caused financial hardship. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> you think? You think that... Uh, here in Florida, average gallon of gas, from what I see, I might, is $4.30 a gallon for regular. If that's what you're putting in, you're about 5 bucks for premium. Uh, maybe a little, little slightly over that and slightly under that in some places. Uh, in places like California and New York, you're around $7 for regular. You could be teetering on $9 for premium gas. I mean, you think it's causing a little bit of financial hardship? I know that my wife's vehicle that she drives, when I filled it up under Donald Trump, it cost me about $48 to fill it up. I just filled it up and was kind of blown away when I was done, was $84 to fill it up. I am $40 higher than I was. So every week when I fill the car up, that additional $40 tax on it, it's $160 more a month, but yet I'm not making any more, just like every other American. Inflation is up, which means groceries are up and everything fluctuates depending on which product that you're looking at, but everything's a percentage up, some much higher than others, and your grocery bill, in most cases, is probably in the realm of 30 to 40% higher than it had been under President Trump. Your power in your house, the oil that's heating your house up north right now, all of it is higher because everything is at an all-time high. So you think that Joe Biden's policies, especially his gas and oil policies, you think they're causing a little bit of hardship? I don't think it took a genius to figure that out. I think that article, as much as I like Breitbart, and I'm not criticizing them directly, I just think that that was kind of one of those, oh, oh really? You think? I mean, did we need to do a poll on that? Did we need to waste the time on that one? I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure that everybody's feeling it. Everybody's hurting. You know, going back to being at the American Freedom Tour, I haven't been. You know, I don't watch sports anymore. Ever since they started with politics and sports, I could care less. I don't pay no mind to sports. I have not been to a sporting event or venue at any of these stadiums. I think the last time I went was probably in the year 2002 or four. Can't remember. I believe it was to a basketball game. And I think I got free tickets at that time. And it was what it was. Went in and watched the game left. Well, the Freedom Tour, I was there from 8.10 till Trump got done speaking and we left, got out of there about 7.35, 7.40. So at some point, we had to get a little something to eat for me and my wife. We were kind of dying in there. I got in line and ordered a pizza. And when I say pizza, I'm not talking about a whole pizza. For them, it's a whole pizza. For me or you, it was equivalent, the equivalent to a... Oh, geez. I like a personal pan pizza. You know, little four slicer, small pizza. Okay, so I got a pizza. I got a pretzel. 
and I got a bottle of water and a bottle of juice. $45 later, I was blown away. I looked at the girl and said, how much is the pizza? Oh, sir, the pizza is $16.50. $16.50? I can get a $5 large at Little Caesars. What do you mean $16.50? It's half the size of a Little Caesars pizza. And, I mean, that's crap pizza. And that the pizza there, believe me, was no better. I prefer Little Caesars. And I'm Italian, and he, both of those are trash to me. But if I had to eat something between the two, I would have preferred Little Caesars. Uh, I ain't going to lie. Uh, and the pretzels are like the ones you get here in, uh, at the grocery store. The, uh, what are they, ballpark or something? They're in a black box. I used to buy them years ago. Uh, you put your own salt on them. I forget the name, what brand, name, name brand. Whew, couldn't get that out that they are. But those pretzels, I don't know, the whole box is like $3.99. How much was the pretzel? $10. Bucks. Well, then how much are the drinks? $7 each. I was like, good God, man. You charged me $35 to park my car. Then you ended up charging me that to eat. I just, you know, we, we tried to hold off to go eat afterwards. Figured, me and all, I'd take her out to dinner. we go out to dinner, have a nice dinner quietly. Since my daughter was babysitting the kids, <laughs> we're not yelling at people at the table. Man, it was, it's rough. So, yeah, financially, because of everything that Biden's doing, the point is, is that it's hurting everybody. It was a little bit of a silly story for them uh, to run, but, you know, yeah, maybe some people don't know the information. What do I know? You know, maybe, maybe some people didn't get the memo every time you go <laughs> buy something and uh, you're not feeling the squeeze as much as other people. Um, AOC. <laughs> oh, man. God, God love this girl. You know, Candace Owen, I didn't know this. And as much as I, I, I wouldn't say I follow AOC, but if she tends to say something stupid, I'm pretty much all over it. Uh, AOC, I guess at some point announced because of climate change and whatnot that, uh, she was uh, never looking to get pregnant. I may have heard this in the past. I might've even mentioned it in the past, but I mean, that's not something that I'm going to hold on to. So that was, you know, in one ear down the memory hole, it goes. Um, but apparently she said that she was, uh, didn't want to have kids and Candace Owens, you know, she, <laughs> the America tour is like, I fully support that. I, I am fully supportive of her not having any kids. And, we, you know, everybody's laughing because it's like, yes, please. We don't need another one of you in the world. Well, she had some very interesting comments to make about fossil fuels. I would like you to hear those. Here it goes. We have a crisis of missing and, um, and murdered indigenous and black women in the United States. Today, I want to discuss part of this crisis that is all too often overlooked, but whose evidence shows that there's a very meaningful connection here. The correlation between fossil fuel extraction sites and abductions and murders of indigenous women across the United States. We're very lucky to have Ms. Angel Charlie here with us today to start that conversation. Ms. Charlie, let's start at the top. Can you draw a brief and introductory, introductory picture of how fossil fuel extraction efforts expose indigenous women to physical and often sexual violence? Why is it that oil, gas, and fossil fuel extraction sites have such a high correlation of violence and abduction against in, uh, native women? Thank you for that question. Uh, fossil fuel industry creates man camps or temporary settlements that often exist right outside the 
outside the borderlands of indigenous communities. As I stated earlier, uh, many tribes do not have tribal jurisdiction over non-native offenders, which a majority of these oil workers are. We know that when these man camps or temporary establishments are created, that there is an increase in violence and particularly sexual violence against our native women. So when there's an, an, a fossil fuel extraction site that is placed on a reservation and those workers, uh, oil company workers, go to the reservation, have that site, if they commit a crime um, and commit violence against indigenous women, you're saying that they essentially escape jurisdiction from having a clear path to accountability because of where these sites are happening. Is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> Listen, I take sex trafficking and, and violence against women very seriously, and you know that. You've listened to me. You already know how big of an advocate I am for all of that. So the fact that I'm laughing is this is their latest and greatest attempt to villainize, vilify excuse me, uh, oil companies so that way they could get us off of fossil fuel. Really. There's nobody that they can call. You're, you're drilling on oil for oil on federal land. There are local police officers there, uh, but there's nobody to call if any of that's happening. If they are being brutal towards women, if they're uh, molesting women like they say they are, uh, there's nobody to call at all. Nobody. Can't dial 911. Can't happen. It just happens. And it's only indigenous women. Huh. <laughs> oh, my God. I... Do, let me ask you, do you think people really buy into this crap? And I mean, more than the small base of these far left extremists that live and die by what people like AOC and Bernie Sanders and, you know, all, all of the socialists that are in the Democratic Party right now, more than people that live literally live by their code of life. Do you think any normal person buys into that crap? I don't. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was ridiculous. I see she did put her glasses on, so she looked very professional. She did, you know, you got to have the whole look. You got to make it look good. I like how the girl was giving her some very short answers. She wasn't really elaborating on her answers. She would answer her and she'd go, oh, if you watch the whole thing, she goes, oh, I know this is uh, very difficult for you and... and I forget what the question was because it's so unimportant. But uh, she asked, is there a direct co uh, uh, direct communication between the oil companies and local police departments to uh, stop protesters, uh, in which case it causes direct harm to the people there or something? Something uh, to that effect. Uh, believe me, don't go verbatim word for word what I'm saying right now because it, it's, it's off. Um, but it was somewhere in that line, and the answer was something similar to a uh, – Yes, that is exactly what happens. And then she, AOC goes, I, I know this is very hard for you to talk about. And it's like, what? <laughs> Are we watching the same thing here? But she had her big girl glasses on. She looked very professional. She was asking all the right questions and ironically getting all the perfect responses to the questions, just not very elaborate on the responses. They were very basic in general, like most questions and answers you get 
from the left side over there when you want to find out and get any substance and ask any questions about anything that they're doing. You can never really get a solid, factual answer that breaks it down to a point where you completely understand and it actually makes sense. You're not getting that from them. Oh, it's Monday, isn't it? Yeah, it is Monday. Oh, my God. I, you know, my weekend went by so fast, and I mean so fast. Before I blinked, we did uh, Friday. I don't even know what I did on Friday. And then Saturday, yeah, I was down at the American Tour, uh, Freedom Tour, and that was a lot of fun. And then before I knew it, it's Sunday morning. I'm in church. I'm struggling to follow the pastor with what he's saying because I'm tired and my mind's wandering. And I'm like, I really got to focus in here. What am I doing? And I'm trying to pay attention to the pastor. And eventually I got around. It took a little bit. I was a little sluggish there. And then before I know it, it's, uh, it's, it's Sunday night. <laughs> I was like, what happened to the weekend? I got to do this all over again. But I know next weekend I'll have a little bit more of a uh, peaceful weekend, so that should be good. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. If you'd like to follow me for right now on Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N, on Gab or Parlor, I am at the real Little Joe. On CloudHub, I am at LittleJoeCC. You can check out any videos that I post. There should be a bunch uploaded by today on both Rumble and YouTube of the American Freedom Tour. The audio is not that great. Um, I mean, not the audio. The video is not that great because I was uh, in a further section. But I put up what I could. So you can check either one of those out, uh, either at Rumble at Little Joe's Conservative Corner or YouTube at Little Joe CC. And if you'd like to contact me, go to littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. Leave me a message. I will respond. Otherwise, I hope you have a beautiful Monday, and we will do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow.